0: You guys enjoying this Memorial Day weekend? Yeah? Good. Good, they're supposed to be enjoyed. Did you know you're supposed to enjoy your life? Let your face know it. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get myself in trouble here. Well, we do celebrate Memorial Day this weekend. Memorial Day is tomorrow. And we just want to take a second and and honor those who have given their life so we can have this amazing country. Um, So thank you to those that are no longer with us, that have given their life. We honor you today. We're so thankful for you. And we just pray blessing over the families that have given their family members to serve us, to give their lives for us, so that we can live in this amazing country. So just take some time this weekend and tomorrow and thank those people, if you know families that have given family members, and let's just honor them this weekend and tomorrow. Can we do that? Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for your lives. You know, there's nothing worth fighting for if it doesn't cost you anything. That's true. That's good. Yeah. Um, You know, obviously, probably most of you, I imagine if you watch the news or anything, we know about the shooting that happened, the shootings that happened in Texas at the school. It's, um, you know, pretty devastating for our nation. Obviously, it's devastating for that, those families, that community. So I want to just take a minute that we pray for them. Yes. We pray because we know it does something. Yes. Right? What's the point if it's not going to do anything? But we know prayer does something. So let's take a minute and let's pray for those families, that community that the love of God would just wash over them. So let's do that right now. Can you guys join me and pray out loud? Pray like it was your family. Pray like it happened in your school. Pray like it happened in your town. Jesus, we ask that you come to that town in Texas, that community that's mourning right now and that's in pain. We ask that you come in your comfort and love for every family member in that community. That you will come in like a flood. That your peace and hope would surround everyone in that community today. That you would overwhelm them with your love today. And as the mission, we pray for them. We release the anointing of hope over them. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh. all right there's a couple events coming up that I think are really important for us so I'm going to talk about them real quick because the awesome thing about our community time is we run our video announcements during them but you guys are actually doing community and talking so you probably don't actually hear them which is okay because you're (laughs) connecting with each other so But there is two really, I mean, they're all important, but two I want to highlight. And that's the Empowered Men Breakfast coming up June 11th. You don't want to miss that. We're going to have Ivan Tate with us. Men, the women did one, what, a month ago or so? And they packed the room. Okay, so let's step up. We're going to have really good food. And then we get to hear from Ivan. So it's only $10. $10. You can register online. I would highly encourage you to invite someone. Pay for them and invite them. It's going to be a great, great morning with Ivan. So, can you get registered? Can you handle that, men? Can you handle that one task? I'm not like your wife that's going to ask you to do ten tasks and accomplish it in five minutes. All I'm asking... Is one task. So ask your wife to do it. Yes. (laughs) Or wives, just register your husband for it. Tell him he's going. That works too. And then the other thing is, um, today we have our first missions 1836 young adult barbecue. So if you're between the ages of 18 or just graduating high school and 36... You made the cut. You did it. How many people in here are between 18 and 36? Just slip up your hand real quick. Yes. And the rest of you are liars. Well, that's okay. But it's today at 4 o'clock. It's at our house. Um, There's cards out in the foyer that's got our address on it. And it's just a time to come connect with people. You're around your own age. Have some fun. Have some good food. And we're doing that once a month on the last Sunday of the month be at four o'clock at our house uh, through August. So come on out, have a good time, and we'll see you there. All right. Can we do that? All right. You have young minds, you should remember. All right. It is great to have Trish with us this morning. She's, her and Pat, pastor church in Illinois. We were there, I think, last year, and it was just it's an amazing place. It's an amazing building, but it's amazing people, which is even more important. And we're so blessed to have you here. So thank you so much. Um, so today I'm going to talk a little bit. Is that okay? I mean, not that you really have a choice, but I guess you have a choice to listen, though. But, um, so I've been helping coaching my, uh, 10 year old son's baseball team this fall or this spring. And how many of you in here have ever helped coach a youth team? Good, good for you. Isn't it so much fun? Aren't the parents so much fun? (laughs) Is that Stan? Hey, Stan Sutero. Welcome home. Love you. Stan's done a lot of coaching and raising up young men and women. He was a principal here at our school, just an amazing man. So it's awesome to see you. It's awesome to have you here. He actually gave me my first job coaching, so thank you. (laughs) Uh, But it's been so much fun coaching baseball. I, I love baseball. I grew up playing it. It's one of my loves of my life. And it's so much fun when you got these kids they are 8 to 10-year-olds. And some of them have never played. Some of them have played for a long time. So you have a wide range of abilities. But it's so much fun at the first practice of the game or the season. Some of them can only throw like three feet. I'm like, you're nine years old. What, what? What's wrong with you is what I want to say. Because in my house, you threw balls all day long and get yelled at from mom for throwing balls in the house. Right? Yeah, we, we stopped counting things that I broke. It was just, you know, just part of life. I was always throwing something in the air. So, but you got these eight, nine years that have never played, and they start the season, they can barely throw, they, they really can't catch. And it's so much fun watching throughout the year where they can start throwing and catching and, and they start progressing. And then they get in games and they actually make a play. And you can hear the whole, all the parents are like, oh, oh my gosh, you made a play. <laughs> they, they don't know what to do with themselves. So true. So it's, so, it's a lot of fun. Um, so I, my, one of my jobs this year was to coach the outfielders. And outfield is really interesting, especially that age. Because for one, during the game, especially early on in the season, they have to stand out there for about two hours, and nothing ever comes to them. They have to just stand there. And if they don't look like they're paying attention, they get yelled at all game long. So the coach is saying, hey, pay attention. And you know they want to just yell back, nothing is happening. (laughs) The ball hasn't gotten hit past the pitcher all game. (laughs) But one of the big hurdles of coaching outfield is for them not to be afraid of the ball. Because the ball gets hit so high in the air, they get so scared they don't want to get under it which you got to get under it to catch it and so that's one of the big hurdles to get over the next one is when they actually get the ball is actually to do something with it cuz they get the ball and then they stand there as the runners just keep on going and then the coaches start yelling throw the ball and yet they still stand there looking at you like you're the dumbest person in the world of why are you yelling at me to throw the ball? And then you hear all the parents start yelling at too. And the kid is still just standing there frozen. And finally, one of the infielders typically runs out there and just grabs it from him. Like, what are you doing? Give me the ball. But it's the weirdest thing. Because in practice, you go over it time and time again. Throw the ball. I tell them, I don't care where you throw it. Just throw it. And they're like, well, maybe, well, I don't know where to throw it. I said, I don't care. Just throw the ball. If it goes to the wrong place, at least you threw the ball. And it's no longer in the outfield. It's in the infield They'll know what to do with it. But it seems like you can do that, coach that a hundred times. But when they get in the game, they get the ball and freeze. So today I want to talk about throwing the ball. So last year, I think it was the beginning of September, we had Chris and Kathy Valentin with us. How many remember them being here? If you haven't, if you didn't hear that message, I would highly recommend going back and listen to it, give more context to today. I'm not going to spend the time to go over everything, but the word he gave for us and gave us some language for the season that we are in and that going from a caterpillar to a butterfly and we were in that cocoon stage guys kind of remember now. And so we took that word and we spoke on it and taught on it for at least a couple months. Because we really felt like that was the word of the Lord for us. That's where we, are. we were as a house and where we were personally. And we talk about what happens in, those, in the cocoon. What all needs to happen. It needs to go to goo. Yep. Yep. That it all goes to goo. Yeah. And sometime in life, we need just to go to goo. So God can rebuild us into what he's wanting us to do. And to come out as a a butterfly. So we really pressed in to that season of being in that chrysalis, that cocoon. And that we need to stay in that process so the butterfly can fully form. Because if you open that up before it's fully formed, then goo comes running out. And I don't think any of us want goo running out of us. So we have to stay in that process and let God develop us so we can come out of it as a butterfly, which changes everything. And but, so as a staff, we've kind of been sensing over the last few months that that season is coming to an end, that uh, cocoon stage was towards the end. And that a butterfly needs to emerge. And it's got to break out of the cocoon, which isn't comfortable. God never said life was going to be comfortable. He never said his ways were going to be comfortable. Right? Yeah. But we really didn't have language for it yet. We really didn't have language for what that looks like for us. And what, what does the actual butterfly look like? Coming out. Right? Yep. yep. We, re- we haven't talked about that, right? Because you guys know, remember everything we talk about. Yes? Good, because I don't. So I'm glad you do. And then two weeks ago we had Jamie and Nicole Van Gelder with us. And he gave a word for us that really helped us get some language for where we are as the mission and and where we are personally. And in that, if, if you weren't here, it was two weeks ago, so you can get that on our YouTube page. And he saw the empty seats in this room, the ones that are next to you today. And he saw like shadows of people that needed to be in those seats But the most important part was they were people that are already connected to you. They're already people that are already in your world. They're people, it's your family, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors. But they're actually connected to you. And he talked about that we need to grab a hold of heaven and grab a hold of people and stand in the gap between those two with people come alongside them and not let go until heaven's reality becomes theirs and we have to live in that mystery of that not happening yet until heaven's reality becomes their reality do you remember over here yep He gave us an assignment, a commissioning of that. That we have to grab hold of both. That we can't be people that just grab a hold of heaven. But we have to be a people that also grab a hold of other people that need heaven's realities. And that's how the seat next to you will have somebody in it is by you purposely connecting with the people you already know and bringing heaven's reality into their world. Said the answer to the harvest is God's people stepping in the gap, finding the needs of people around you. When he was uh, talking, I was sitting up here and, And when he's talking, my heart started to burn. And I'm like, yes, this is what we've been talking about. This is what we didn't have language for. This is who we are to become as the mission. This is part of what the butterfly looks like. Is that we're people that actually connects with people around us. That we actually see their needs. And bring heaven into those. So I was getting really excited. And then I realized, oh no. He started telling the stories of how that's been expressed in his own life. And I went, oh no. Now I have to be responsible. Now I have to do something. See, what he was really doing was he was resetting our reticular activator. Which is, it's, the, it's at the bottom of your brain. And it filters things so that you're not, your brain's not overwhelmed. Because you take in so much through all your senses... If everything that you take in went to your brain, you wouldn't be able to function. So it's there. God created it there to filter out things. That's why when you go to buy a new car and you buy a red car, this unique, one-of-a-kind red car that you've never seen before, you buy it. You drive it off a lot. You're like, man, I am the only person with this color car. And then over the next week, you see ten to a hundred of them. Because your reticular activator now filters that to, oh, that's, that's something I need to see. You've been activated in it. And that's what he did. Is that he activated our spiritual react, that thing, our filter I'm not even going to keep trying to say that word because I'll keep screwing it up. But he was resetting our spiritual filter. So we, as a, as a staff, when a word like this comes, we take time and process through it. So we had a time on Tuesday that we were going to process through it. I uh Took a clip of it. Of the, I, We didn't have time to listen to the whole message again. But there was a clip that I wanted to kind of refresh everyone's memory on. So I played it. And towards the end of it, it the clip was over. I turned it off. And normally I would say something to get the conversation going. Right? Because we want to talk about it. We want people's input. And I got to the end of it. I stopped it, and this weight came in the room. This Holy Spirit heaviness came in the room. And it wasn't the type of weightiness of, oh, this is so good. Like that joyous Holy Spirit weight, which sometimes just comes on, and it's awesome. It was more of a... a holy weight came in the room. And I really couldn't say anything. I think I said something about I know this is kind of got some awkward silence going on. You'll be good with it. I'm good with it. And I think I just said let's lean in. Into it. And I didn't know what was going on. I just knew it was really weighty. And so I just stood there for a while. It was probably five seconds, but it seemed like forever. And he just said, I'm asking a question. And like him, he didn't let me know what that question was. He just said, I'm asking a question to the people in this room. And this discussion started talking, and, and I just... Was listening, but just listening to the, trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. What, what is going on? And after a while, he finally asked me the question, and it, it, it it shook me a little bit. The question was: Are you willing to lay down your agendas? And I realized that that's what Jamie was bringing was are we willing to lay down our agenda because like when, when I go to a store my agenda is to get into the store, buy the five items I want and get out and if I have to talk to somebody I avoid that and I go to the next line The shortest line, love self-checkout, hallelujah. But that's my agenda. And I've trained my filter to not to listen to the Holy Spirit in those moments. He's always talking. God's always talking to you. He's always having a conversation with you. But we've done really good at filtering those conversations to when we want to listen to them and when we don't. So he's asking, are you willing to put down your agenda? Another one for me is phone calls. I hate talking on the phone. I think they're demonic. I just just never like talking on the phone. Actually, I despise it. So my whole agenda, when I answer the phone, or even if I have to call somebody, is to get off as fast as I can. And it doesn't matter who it is. It could be my amazing wife that I love and adore. But I want to get off that phone as fast as I can. It's just my agenda. And he's asking me, are you willing to get rid of your agenda? And listen to mine. Because there are phone calls that I need to take. There are phone calls I need to take with people. To connect with them and bring heaven into their world. And that's not going to happen if I have my own agenda. Of getting off the phone. And in this. Grabbing heaven. And grabbing people. And sticking with it. Is not a part of our agendas typically. Because it takes our time. It takes our energy. But God's asking us. Will you lay down your agendas? Will you reset. your Reticular activator. So when you do go into a store. And the Holy Spirit highlights somebody. You don't run the other way. Now, we can't take care of everybody's need, but we can take care of the one need. God's not asking you to take care of everybody's needs, but He is, talk, he is asking you to take care of the one need that they, He puts in front of you. And as the mission, that's what we are called to do. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And connect and take care of people. To bring heaven into their circumstances. And find out what they need. Not what we need. Because we can get caught up in what we need. And not what that person needs. I need to be quick. So here's a quick word and I'm out of here. Are you, ta- are you giving them a word of how God sees them? Absolutely. Is that, can that be powerful? Absolutely. But what they really need is you to tell them that and then spend co- go and take them to get coffee and spend an hour with them and be there and listen to them. Let them hear their, your, their story. <clears throat> the week after Jamie released this over us, that Tuesday, which is the next time our office is open, we had three people just want come on in. Strangers, had no connection to the mission, needing something, which is very unusual. Normally we have maybe one a month, maybe one every two months. But three people in one day came in. Why? Because he opened an assignment that we stood and said we accept it. And it was just a practical, very practical thing. This, with one of them, I spent about an hour and a half in my office just letting him tell his story. It was that simple. Just letting somebody tell their story. That's what they needed. So when we took that assignment on, it's like catching that ball. But are you going to throw the ball? Because right now we have the ball in our hand. And are we going to throw it? Or are we going to stand there as the runners, just keep running around the bases, as people... Run through our lives without change ever happening. Are we going to stand there and keep holding the ball? Why people die in tragedy. And heartache. Because you're passing them by every day. People that just need somebody to throw them the ball. So, what are we going to do about it? See, it doesn't matter if you mess it up. Just like with the kid, I don't care if you throw it to the wrong base. You did something, you did your job, you did your assignment. So, let's not be afraid to get it wrong. Because I'll let you in on a secret you're going to get it wrong absolutely, you're going to get it wrong. But that person doesn't care that you got it wrong. They cared that you took the time and threw the ball. So I think that's one of the things as the mission, as we come out of our cocoon into a butterfly, that we take the time with people. We bring heaven into their world. You know, I don't know if you probably don't know this. We don't do a great job of getting this out there. We probably need to do better at it. But our vision statement here at the mission is raising up and sending out world changers. That's you. And sending out can be a multitude, look, a lot of different ways. But it basically means go out into the world that you live in. And have an impact. Throw the ball. You know how we've done things. Have changed through the years. But our vision statement is still the same. We raise up and send out world changers. You are a world changer. Our values are still the same. We are people of his presence. And of his purpose. We bring his presence into people's lives. This morning during worship was a moment of his glory being in the room. When I walked into this room it was actually I was a little late this morning so I think I got here about 8.30 and I walked into the room and just that weight of his presence was already here. And So thank you, worship team, for just leading us into that place. Because it really is about him. So they say it's not a real message unless you read off a scripture here, so... To be accused of not teaching the Bible, so so this is matthew nine thirty five says Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, "The harvest is plentiful." But the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out the workers into his harvest field. So I want to talk about three really quick things here. Number one, Jesus saw the crowds and had compassion. We have to have eyes like Jesus. We have to retrain our eyes to see the need of the people. To see the needs of the people around us. You have family members that don't know him. I suggest to you, find out their needs and serve them. They don't need a lecture on how bad their life is. They already know that. The world doesn't need to know how destructive they are. They need to know that you have the answer for them. So find their need. Jesus saw their need. So number one, we have to have eyes to see. Can you see where the ball needs to be thrown? Number two, says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest. Jesus didn't say to pray for the harvest. He said to ask for the workers. He, asked, he said to ask for the harvesters. So number two is we need to pray for the harvesters, which is you. The person sitting next to you, it's us. But pray for the harvesters that they see the people's needs and will throw the ball to them pray in the other ball players for the field. Because you can't be a harvester unless you're actually in the field. You know that? You can't be a ball player unless you actually get on the field and play ball. But Jesus has called us to be harvesters. So we pray for the workers. We pray we pray in the other players on the field. Number 3 therefore to send out workers into the harvest field. Before Jesus left, ascended to heaven, he said, go into all the world. He wasn't talking to a select few. He wasn't talking to the evangelist. And he wasn't saying, go preach on a corner. Some of you are called to do that, and go for it. Some of you are called to preach in stadiums. Go for it. That's what God's called. But that's not what Jesus was talking about here. We're all called to go. We're all called to go into the harvest field that we're called to. We're all called to go into the world that we affect. You don't have to actually go anywhere. Just be a harvester in the field you're already in. You don't have to find your harvest field. Jesus said, it's ripe. They're there. It's the world you live in. It's the house you live in. It's the work, the job you're at. If you hate going to your job, stop it. Stop it. Then you're no good to that world, that, heart, that field that you're planted in. Get a different perspective. That's your field to harvest from. Get a different perspective. Get different eyes to see the field, the people that are right in front of you, and go. So the third thing is go. Throw the ball. Throw the blankety-blank ball. That's what it's about. That's what it's about for us as the mission. Is we're going to be ball players that throw the ball. Right? Why don't you stand with me. Katie, can you bring, come on up with the worship team. Because we are people of his presence. But we also have to be people of his purpose. And his purpose are people. And you guys are amazing people. You love Jesus. And we do a pretty good job of loving on people. But there is another level to it. See, when... A caterpillar becomes a butterfly, he does life differently. And it's time for us to do life differently. In our personal life, in the mission life, our values and vision stay the same. Who we are stays the same. Just how we function might be a little different. But it's time for us, as people of the mission, to see the needs of the people around us and bring heaven into their world. God chose it that way. I will have an argument with him when I get to heaven why he chose us to do this. There's probably a better plan somewhere. But this is his plan. This is his agenda. That we are the ones to bring heaven to earth. We are the ones to bring heaven to your neighbor, to your family. And as the mission, that is going to be our priority. That is going to be one of our priorities, is that people matter. That we take the time for people. So I ask Katie to sing the song. we're going to go into a time and we'll see what the Holy Spirit does here what Jesus does because he's in the room so we're going to enter this time and I'm going to change something on her so I need to let her know is in the room Go ahead and start singing it Ooh. Never met this Jesus before. He said right now, he's right there.
1: He's in the room for
0: you. Complicated. It really is that simple just to throw the ball. Stop complicating it. in the room. If you need a miracle this morning, I invite you to come down because the healers in the room. If you need a miracle, come. Because the healer is in the room. any disease to go in Jesus name we command blind eyes to go and open perfect vision Sir, you have no room in this place. Cast you out of this room. The healers in the room. Kidney function to be normal. Jesus' name. Rashes to be gone clear skin in Jesus name headaches caused by an accident gone in Jesus name in Jesus' name. Clear lungs in Jesus' name. The healers in the room, gave it all, is in the room. The one that has all the answers are here for you. He's here for you today. It about you. We pick up your agenda, and we'll throw the ball. We make it about you and your agenda. If you need prayer this morning, we'll have our ministry team up front here. If you need prayer for healing or situations on. The, Ministry, love to pray with you. But go out and be world changers today. Go out and throw the ball today. Whatever world you're in, you can be heaven in that world for them. Love you. Have a great week. Next week, we'll have Michelle D'Use with us speaking, and it's going to be powerful. So you don't want to miss it next Sunday. Love ya.